Hello, Great Minds! It's Friday, and that means it's time for Drinks with Great Minds in History, and another round with the Declaration of Independence. Today on DGMH The Chaser, we're going down a slightly different path, chasing the Hamilton episode with a man that represents one of the American Revolution's greatest shortcomings. No, it's damn failures. This story actually started as a moment in the margins for the Hamilton story, but his story represented so much more than that to me. Speaking of me, today I am chasing this Chaser episode with an IPA I picked up recently that is quite fitting for a discussion on America's hazy beginnings as an independent nation, New Belgium's voodoo ranger American Haze. Now, Americans celebrate the ideals of the Declaration, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that all men are created equal, ideals that Jefferson, Livingston, and others put forth. But whether it be for lack of time, interest, or knowledge, the realities of independence often go undiscussed in schools and, for many, forgotten to history. By the way, Jefferson owned slaves. We all know that. But our old friend Robert Livingston was of the New York Livingston family, and they were some of the most active slave traders in the state of New York. So today we chase great number five, Alexander Hamilton, with the greatest shortcoming of independence, that freedom for the USA didn't mean freedom for all, as we examine the life and story of James Armistead Lafayette and the unfinished revolution. But first, it's some history for you, a reason to drink for me. It's the history of the great minds that made history come to be. So like our great man, Alexander Hamilton, James Armistead's birth date is uncertain, as he was either born in 1748 or 1760, a big gap I am aware. But the records of slaves weren't known for being the most precise. James was born into slavery on the Virginia plantation of a Mr. William Armistead, hence James having the name Armistead. We will get into the Lafayette part of his name later. His story up to 1780-1781 is relatively unknown, but we can assume that he had a similar experience to that of most Virginia slaves, tirelessly laboring in the tobacco fields for hours on end, all for another's personal gain, facing cruel treatment and brutality by those that he served. I am not trying to imply for one second that William Armistead was particularly shitty to his slaves. This is just the reality for most cases of slavery in the late 18th century Americas. Actually, it is more likely the opposite case for Armistead, as William later supported James's pleas for manumission. He also educated James, which again was rare and not out of the kindness of his heart, as the sad reality is an educated slave was just a better investment. Either way, in 1781, James turned to his master for permission to serve in the American War of Independence. He was indeed a true patriot. He would join up with the French-born protector of democracy, the Marquis de Lafayette, who had formed a French volunteer unit that was oddly diverse for the day. But Armistead would not serve the Patriot Army as a foot soldier, but instead as one of Lafayette's personal spies. 
So yes, James Armistead was a slave that served in a unique capacity in the Revolution as a spy, much like Hercules Mulligan made famous in the Hamilton musical and his personal slave aide, Cato. Actually, after infiltrating the British forces, he would gather intel on one of the most notorious names affiliated with the Revolutionary period, America's hero, heartbreaker, and maybe a great for another day, Benedict Arnold. But how was James able to join the British ranks in the first place? Well, we actually already mentioned it in the Washington episode. Let's turn back to 1775 for a moment. Some of you may remember back in the Washington saga of DGMH when I discussed how the governor of Virginia, Lord Dunmore, had offered, well proclaimed, freedom for any slave that fled captivity and served the British cause in the war. For that reason, it was an incredibly common and believable story that James would have told when arriving at the British camp. So James found it rather easy to infiltrate the British camp, first serving under a true hero of the war term well turncoat Benedict Arnold, James's successful gathering of intel allowed for Patriot forces not only to stop Arnold's advance in Virginia alongside that of Bannister Tarleton that nearly led to the British capture of the Virginia governor, a cowardly man named Thomas Jefferson, but eventually Patriot forces were able to use James's intel to root the British forces and almost capture Benedict Arnold himself. But like Hamilton, James truly shined brightest at Yorktown, where he provided Lafayette information about Cornwallis's positioning and possibly possible reinforcements. He likely provided intel to Lafayette on British naval movements, which allowed the French to cut off support from the sea, and Washington's forces to stop reinforcements from entering New Yorktown by land. Some historians note that James's contribution, or spy work, leading up to the siege, quote, was critical to victory at Yorktown. By 1781, Washington had begun the process of recruiting slaves to serve in the Continental Army, under the promise of freedom from captivity, much like the British had done. This was made a reality in 1783 when Congress passed an act that emancipated any slave that served as a soldier for the Patriots in the War of Independence. But that actually excluded James as he was a spy. After fighting for America's independence, helping to ensure the ideals of life, liberty, and equality for all Americans, yeah, I know it says pursuit of happiness, but what the hell do you think that really means? James returned to bondage under his former master, William Armistead. James would go about fighting for his freedom in the years after the war, formally petitioning the state legislature for years with no success. It wasn't until the Marquis de Lafayette wrote a letter in support of James that he finally was emancipated on January 9th, 1787. It was then that he took the name James Lafayette in honor of his dear friend and former commander. Sadly, James Lafayette's story embodies the greatest failures of independence and America's founding fathers. Sectionalist interest and early factionalism created a wedge that threatened to divide the country, which it eventually did in the 1860s. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, and even our anti-slavery great Alexander Hamilton were all guilty of abandoning their principles, ones that they themselves had been willing to fight and die for, well, maybe not Jefferson, but still, they did this in the name of some greater good. But as we have seen on this show, the greater good always comes at a greater cost. James's story ended on a positive note, his friendship with Lafayette would last for the rest of his life, and the two met again when the Marquis de Lafayette visited the United States. James Lafayette was willing to give his life for independence, but independence did little to change his. Now, some say that James would have been better off to defect to the British side, as he would have seen freedom at the end of the war, but that is oversimplified and a little idealistic. More than 10,000 slaves would indeed obtain their freedom by joining up with the British, but thousands perished. Your 
Yorktown specifically presents an interesting case. At Yorktown, during the long bombardment and siege, Africans were the first to be expelled from the stronghold to preserve food for soldiers. Countless dead could be seen outside the city throughout the duration of the three-week-long siege. But I digress. What started as a moment in the margins turned out to be a unique Chaser episode, and I'm glad that it did. Having covered the Declaration and its shortcomings in previous episodes, I was glad to put an example to the claim. The ideals put forth in the Declaration are ones I truly cherish, but it is good for all of us to remember that those ideas weren't so universal or unalienable as the text of the document proclaimed them to be. James Armistead Lafayette helped make those dreams a reality and spent the next five years after Yorktown in metaphorical chains, as one's natural rights to property seem to outweigh one's right to liberty. At least for James, born into slavery around 1760, he gained his freedom in 1787, living as a free American for the last 51 years of his life. And yes, I had to get out a calculator to do that math. But that would not be the case for millions of others. Well, that was heavy, like this IPA. Today, I am drinking a hazy IPA from one of my favorite labels, Voodoo Ranger, out of New Belgium Brewing. Turning now to the scale of greatness. American haze is very light, even for a hazy IPA, sitting at only 5% alcohol. As someone who doesn't like a lot of hop in his beers, I was surprised to find myself wanting exactly that more hop. But in terms of taste, it was still pretty good. There are better IPAs out there, even from Voodoo Ranger itself. But this one is light and smooth, so I am awarding it four points for taste. Since I probably won't be buying this one again, it's going to get a low returnability score. But I will be returning to Voodoo Ranger for certain, so I will split the difference at three points. I had high expectations for this beer, and it fell short which made paying $10 for a six-pack of cans a little irritating. I don't mind paying for a good hazy IPA, a growing favorite of mine, but I won't be paying for this one again. Two points for price. Leaving the show with only nine points, Voodoo Ranger American Haze gets only three crowns. Not bad, but not what I was expecting. Today we raise a glass to all those Americans who fought for liberty for all Americans during and after the American War of Independence. James Lafayette was a great American hero cast to the shadows of Hamilton's and America's and even Washington's story. But today, that is not the case. Today I raise a glass to James Armistead Lafayette, a forgotten hero of the revolution revolutionary era who overcame the failures of American independence. Cheers!